And what he was doing was, and it's just my personal opinion, I haven't spoke to anybody, this is just me evaluating the game. What I saw out of James Harden was a guy trying to help Joel Embiid win the scoring title. A guy that was trying to help Joel Embiid win his first MVP. Because I saw him. We keep talking about Ben Simmons and what he bring on the defensive side of things. Where the hell was Ben Simmons last year when they were playing the Hawks and Trey Young was torching them? I'm, I'm telling y'all, look, I'm not jumping off this ship. I'm gonna have to sink with it. I am staying with the Memphis Grizzlies. You are now listening to The Hoop Forum on the Dip Podcast Network. All right, welcome again to another edition of The Hoop Forum. We are here after a eventful game seven where it looked like Miami may ha- may have had a chance with an 11-0 run at home uh, to try to make a final push and they just they couldn't close it. Jimmy with with the open lane besides Horford who he easily could have taken pulls nope. the three. I respect the attempt right. at the three though. Uh, what like 14 seconds left like you hit the three it less could than be that. over it was less than that had, well, maybe it was maybe it was because I think the clock ended at 11 once they got the ball back remember because yeah. they got the ball back after the that possession uh, I don't know I, I respect him for the shot so do I because it was going to take that level of heroics for that game to just not go in there was no reason that the Heat should have tried to push that into overtime and he played a heroic series so right I, I think uh, I don't know who was on the commentating but they said uh they said it really well they said if you live if you like if you you're gonna live with that shot and you're gonna die with that shot right like that's jimmy butler that is your guy and you know what that's your lebron james exactly like let him just because that was my thought in the moment too was as soon as they showed the replay you saw horford was already like when Jimmy had just had started skates. showing, right? And Jimmy could have blown right past him yep. to tie game with like 11 seconds left. I think you're chancing the fact that Boston is an excellent out of timeout team. Excellent with running plays off of the sideline. Like mm-hmm. how many times, like they started off the season showing that they have nothing but ultimate grace in clutch time against the Knicks. The ball just flows with no panic. Yep until it finds either Tatum or Brown or even smart sometimes. So 11 seconds is perfect and to get a clean look for the Celtics too much time even. Right. Exactly. Right. So Jimmy, he did what he needed to do in that moment. Yep. Like, especially after that ridiculous shot from Max Shrews too. Right. You guys are obviously just playing in rhythm. Like that was a rhythm shot. Like, I mean, I respect it. That shot from Max Schroes, though, absolutely ridiculous. I mean, that man just got himself a paycheck. After yeah, but that's like a lucky shot, though, too. Sort of, but he's just living the shooter shoot mentality. Yeah, insane. Because I did not see that shot coming. He just stepped to the side and fucking yeeted that thing, and I was like, "Good God!" Well, to be quite honest, do you want Victor Oladipo to continue taking threes? No, but Oladipo no. had that nice uh, that the board. nice yeah had a nice rebound, didn't he? And he had a nice slash, too. Yeah. Where they finally just got some points. Yeah, because him and Larry each got a bucket. Right. Yeah, him and Larry each got a bucket in that run. Phenomenal run they put together there at the end. Uh, 
couldn't have done a better push. And Bam looked decent in this game. It's sad that they went out, but again, like like the commentator said, man, you live with that shot, you die with that shot. Respect to Jimmy Butler. Fuck the Boston Celtics. Although this is the one time, <laughs> just like Mitch said, this is the one time I'll root for them. Just because of what they're up against. Fuck the Golden State Warriors, but I know what's coming and it's just sad. You wish it's Luca. Luca Boston would be so awesome. It would. Luca versus Boston. They've had some crazy regular season games, but this is just the four years too late NBA Finals. This was supposed to be the NBA Finals in 2017 18. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 28 or the next season too, because. 2017, 2018 was uh, when they took Braun to seven, right? Right. In the Eastern Conference Finals. Yep. And you know what, too? They showed Jason Tatum's record in game sevens, and the only loss he has is to LeBron James. That's crazy. Isn't it? He's three and one in game sevens. That's what it takes to beat him in game seven. It's LeBron James. And that was (laughs) that was like LeBron's real second prime. Well, no, that was like LeBron's spontaneous fourth prime. What fourth? I don't know. He was really hitting rookie LeBron first first in. That's not even a prime. Miami LeBron. Rookie LeBron's not a prime though. It was yeah, a win of rings. Yeah, it was. It was a win of rings. It's not a prime. It was a different winner. prime. It was an ath- like an athletic no, prime. It was almost. a come up. It wasn't a prime though. Okay, so then Miami was his athletic prime. Actually, Cleveland twenty sixteen. I mean, they made the they made the finals in his third year. I'd say that's in a prime. At some point, he's figured out that he's the best shooting guard oh, in the NBA at that point. Yeah, but they make it to the they win the Eastern Conference Finals. Stupid. Which is ridiculous. Against the Pistons of all teams. Yeah. The Pistons were a damn good team for a while. LeBron took them down. First prime. Miami's second prime because that was power forward, Bron. Third prime is 2014 Cavs to 2016. 2017. The yeah. next year against KD. Yeah. And then that year after. Because I remembered dwelling upon it myself in the day. I was like, when are we finally just going to see Bron just not have it. And that was when he was like 33. And that was the start of that 17-18 season. And then he just went off like he was first run LeBron again. And then 18, he went the fuck off. Uh, eight, well, no, not 18. 19-20 as the point guard. Point guard Braun. Showtime. Bring it back. LeBron's bring automatically it back. like the f- right. Ship Russ, bring it back. Shooters yeah. and LeBron James. Bring it the fuck Doesn't it back. really make you worried that Darvin Ham is saying we we're gonna try to figure it out with this? Yeah, it's like it's, over. it's like either that's a PR statement or you're being truthful. It's over. Like I hope it's a PR statement. I hope so. Get too. that guy out of here. Uh, let's get back on the focus train here, though. Yeah. Uh, the C's against the Dubs. What are you saying? I personally think it's gonna be Golden State in six. There's just so much experience here. The Golden State Warriors are feeling it. Their fucking fans are feeling it. Good luck going into the Chase Center to the Celtics. They're going to eat you alive. And I'm sure Celtic fans are going to do the best they can to eat Golden State Warriors alive. But the problem is Curry and Draymond and them have done this before. And Clay. And Clay. Like, okay, to their credit, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, they definitely have some conference finals experience. That's undeniable. But Al Horford on the biggest stage of his life. Is he gonna is he gonna yes. deliver or is he gonna choke? He'll deliver. Is he gonna deliver or is he gonna choke? I don't know. He'll don't deliver know. in the most Al Horford way. It does not mean 
He'll have an like. I mean, he had thirteen boards. You're gonna need heroics from him. No, you're gonna need as much as you need heroics from their two main guys. You're gonna need heroics from him too. And smart. And smart. And smart. And Derek White. Yeah, (laughs) I was about to say that. Are you are you betting a lot on Derek White? Derek White. I'm betting more on Jordan Poole than I'm betting on Derek White. Okay, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's totally fair. But Derek White is showing the Spurs Team USA. DNA right now that he's ran with the teams that are trying to make a run. And like, I mean, he came in at the very end of the Spurs, but you know, like when you're under pop and you're, you're formative years as an NBA player, it's like you get a weird, like skill Swag. where you can hit those, those weird little floaters that he does. Like he's not the best open three guy. Definitely. Yeah. And the heat we're living with that. Exactly. That's the heat and golden state are specifically going to, Oh yeah, they let that go. Yeah, but when he drives to the basket and gets six points a game off of these little awkward, perfectly timed floaters, like well, and he's right got to be need one. He's got to be respectable on defense, most importantly. Yes, and that's what's definitely really going to matter. How much is he going to get beat up? That's what I want to no. see. No, you think he's going to hold his own? Because do you remember the stat they floated out? I think it was like Game Five of the Milwaukee series for Boston. It said that smart. White Tatum Horford is the best defensive four in the NBA. Wild. Isn't that insane? Wild. Like their, their defensive metrics were like off the charts. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that, I mean, then you just insert Grant Williams, who's a great individual defender. You insert Jalen Brown, great defender. You even give, I feel like Pritchard didn't get as many minutes near the end of this series. Right. Like they finally cooled off on that, but like, he was hitting the killer threes against Milwaukee mm-hmm. and a little bit in this Miami series. He too. can hit like, that corner three. I think he'll be important in this Golden State series. Yeah, you're going to need it. You're going to need more shooting. Which is crazy. They they have like at least five 40 plus percent shooters like on a given well, night. You're going to need Horford to hit, hit a couple here or there. Horford's three has never looked better. Mm-hmm. He used to have a really slow, awkward release, but now he's like, He's figured out that three almost better than anything. It's got like a rhythm. Right. It's got more of a rhythm to it. Hell, it open ones. I just, realistically, I, I, I feel it's Golden State. I mean, we talked about it at the beginning of this season that they had a legitimate chance to make a run. Here they are. Make it a run. You have guys stepping up. You have guys like Kaminga. First time showing up. Just balling out with these guys. They just have a role that for athletic forwards, like... Just to fill in the margins. Just a young Iguodala, right? They're trying to make Andrew Wiggins into that. Right. They're trying to make him. He's Iguodala. like their Sean Livingston. Right. Andre, Andre Iguodala mix. Right. Yeah. yeah. Really is. It works. It does. You start him at the three or the four, it works. Especially yeah. against the Mavericks at the four. He was killing Finney Smith. It's, it's just wild that they turned a first round pick into a fourth option who's perfect a swiss army knife it seems like because he just has such a low motor Mm -hmm. he has like a low mental not like calling him stupid but like he just has like a not the sharpest nba iq yeah just a pure athlete yeah he's just an athlete and that's what golden state needed all along was just athletes yeah that's what they want wiseman to be though too yeah wiseman's an athlete if he can stay healthy i got golden state in six i don't want to see it i honestly i'd rather see these two young guys do it but even though I hate Boston. I think I, Golden I think, State and seven. You think it'll go seven? Yeah. I mean, shouts out to the C's if they can push him to seven. Yeah, but it's like, 
even just predicting for Golden State to win in seven, you're like, <sighs> it's six, dude. Watch them get it in. They could game get it six, in. Clay. Game six, Clay shows back up for like thirty four points. What about five? What if they did it in five? Gentlemen sweep. This Boston team is better than that. You think they can yeah. win two? I mean, arguably, this is. I mean, <laughs> this is the two best teams in the NBA right now. If you can hang two on Golden State, I think. Jason Tatum is an easy top five right now. I think if Jason Tatum can play smart and play ready, he'll be top four, top five if he wins the championship. If he wins the chip, he might be top four, top three. He might He's be better than a beat at that point. Yeah. I mean, I'm going at that point, I'm going Giannis. Giannis, Jokic, and then Tatum. Yeah. Giannis, Jokic, Tatum. Because Tatum, I mean, Jokic, no championships, but back-to-back MVPs. Yeah. Almost. If we're talking just best alive right now, Jokic is right there behind Giannis, easily. Giannis is just such a brute force of nature in the playoffs, but so is Jokic, though. Well, let's talk about all the brute forces of nature in the playoffs here, Adam, as we dive into what we're really here for today. Obviously, we're looking... Out to the NBA Finals. Which, when do they start, by the way? I don't know, actually. I don't know if they give them a couple. I would imagine they give them at least three days of rest. They have to. Yeah, they'd have to. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and dive into some award selections for the playoffs. So this is the 2022 NBA Playoff Awards Ceremony here at the Hoop Forum. So let's go ahead and dive into this. Adam, Thursday. let's kick it off. Let's kick it off here. Which what, what award do you want to start with? Most ha- improved. Most improved? Yeah. All right. Go ahead and kick it off. Your most improved player of the playoffs. So this would be someone who has previously been in the playoffs, maybe one or two seasons, didn't have a great showing. Let's come back and stepped it up. Grant Williams. Okay. Grant Williams is the most improved player between two playoffs because now... He is firmly in the, that seven-man rotation. He is a perfect small small ball four for them to run. His defense on Giannis was fantastic, was incredible. He's hit the open three at a ridiculous clip. Like, I remembered seeing this guy in the bubble and that he would go like Lou Dort. You know what I mean? They were leaving him wide, wide open. He wasn't hitting anything. He has perfected that corner three. P.J. Tucker, like, I think he's, like, very comparable to P.J. Tucker at this point. Yep. Just a little bit more dynamic, a little bit more athletic. Yep. And that's just because I think he's younger. He's kind of built like him. Right? Yeah. That's what the Celtics probably try to throw him in as, too. They say, hey, you're P.J. Tucker. Mm-hmm. Grant Williams, 8-4 and four, eight, four and 6.6. Six. What's the three-point percentage? Three-point percentage was at 38. It's pretty good. Hitting a bunch of open threes and hit a lot of really important ones in the early rounds. Yeah. Was flaming against Milwaukee. Yeah, he really was. That's not bad. 38% from three for the playoffs. It's pretty good. Pretty fucking good. I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there. Mr. Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson, yeah. Jalen Brunson absolutely stepping up to the plate. Uh... First off, one 
basically won two games against Utah. The first right? two games I know as Utah, the first option. He he won those games. Like that was just ridiculous. Uh couldn't believe it. Him and uh, Dinwiddie had some great great moments together in that run, but that was mostly Jalen Brunson. It was just phenomenal to see that he filled the void while Luca was just patiently waiting. Patiently. That just shows they played the same role too. And he still stepped up even when Luca came in. Right. And it's like we've always said, they just they run the same exact plays for Brunson that they do as Luca, and it works. It fucking works. The dude is an absolute beast. Cuban's out here saying we can pay him more than anyone, so it doesn't matter. Oh. You didn't hear about that? No, that's a firm. Yeah, he was back. basically saying it. He was like, he was like, well, after we sign, uh, after we sign Jalen, he's like, it's there's there's a couple yes. other things we need to do, but he's like, and someone asked him about it. Oh, is that like a for sure thing? He's like, oh well, we can pay him more than anyone else, which is like talking max money. So this yeah, dude's about to get it back. Cuban is back in the way where he's like, I have a super duper star player on my team that can win me championships. So what is the luxury tax? Right. Last season, Jalen Brunson in the playoffs, eight points per game. Three-point percentage, 47% on very limited attempts, though. Field goal percentage, 45%. This year, 18 games, 21.6 points per game. 35% from three and 46% from the field overall. My God. Took 11 more field goal attempts per game, too. 21.6 points per game. That is wild. Stepped up. Stepped the fuck He's up. just a perfect combo underneath underneath uh, Doncic. Like, he's not... He's pretty... I think he's more of a two than he is a one. But, like, he's good at moving the ball. He gets great shots. Mm-hmm. It's amazing shots. Let's go ahead and jump over to... <laughs> Let's go ahead and jump over to defensive player... Of the playoffs, the DPOP, otherwise known as D-Pop. D-Pop. <laughs> D-Pop. Where are you at for the 2022 DPOP? Mine's a bit of a hot take. It has to be somebody on the Celtics. See, that's where I'm at, too. And I think it's a hot take, though, for the Celtics. Is it Al Horford? I was going to say Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown, wow. Yeah. Jalen Brown has been on pretty much some of the toughest players through this whole entire run. Yeah. Say what you want, but the guy is putting maximum effort in on the defensive end of the floor. All over Jimmy in, the, in this series. Right. He has to be there to cover their best wing player. Yeah. And then they got smart. Right. See, smart is just more. There's something about it where you look at him and you're like, he's just so active. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's just like really running around a lot. Like he's really good at making late contests and that kind of stuff, you know, recovery. Yeah. And then you have Jalen Brown. And it's almost like he's out there just like a phantom because he's covered up on the best wing player. 
Right. Like, I don't know. There's such a different look to it. And like, it's, it's crazy how like different types of defense can exist within the Celtics defense as well, because then you have Al Horford who plays power forward and center on defense. Mm -hmm. Like, and then he's out here literally running, diving, hustling. I think it's Al, to be honest with you. you think I Al? think Al has provided the best post defense in the NBA playoffs so far. Right. Like, has had to stand his absolute ground as well. Exactly. Like, I mean, he's just playing possessed. He's playing absolutely possessed right now. Looked like it during the Brooklyn series, too. Out hustled everybody on Brooklyn that entire series. How do you look up defensive rating in the uh, playoffs on here? Let's take a look here. Speaking of which, just to fill in the gaps here, I think that the absolute number one funniest nickname on basketball reference belongs to Andre Iguodala, and that is Dalla Bills. Dalla Bills. Iguodala. Dalla Bills. What? That is so stupid. Dalla Bills. That is really dumb. About as bad as Dame Dollar. Yeah, I don't like Dame Dollar either. It's just Dollar Bills. Like, why B I L L Z? It's horrible. Dollar Bills. I can't do it. All right, let's see here. Defensive box plus minus for Al Horford this season, 2.9. Or this playoffs is 2.9. Wow. Or no, that was for the that was for the season. That's for the and season. in the playoffs, it's 4.0. Wow. So he's balling out. He's box plus, plus four in the playoffs. Wow. Wow. Holding his ground for sure. Making defensive it, Is there stops. a case there for most improved? Right now, his defensive win shares pretty obscure statistic I feel like and one that I haven't figured out myself but is currently leading the league in the playoffs at 1.3 I think just by eye test alone it's Al Horford wow Al fucking Horford he literally holds that defense together at the five mm -hmm. because he's more available than Williams like by what stretch would you ever think that you know what I mean like Will Grant Williams and Horford playing incredible post defense Mm -hmm. And then they have Robert Williams to throw out there is literally just a springboard to block shots in help. Like, I hate that. I hate mm -hmm. that. They have a like they have a one plus two defensive solution for everything. I don't hate it. I secretly love it. You fucking hate it, dude. Don't lie. Uh, so defensive player of the playoffs going to Al Horford out here. I think you uh, swayed my opinion on that with that plus minus. That's just ridiculous. That is actually, isn't it? 4.0 total box plus minus is 5.7 wow. plus 5.7. That's ignorant. Gapping. Let's go ahead and dive into best young player. Best. I mean, are we saying best like playoff birth? Is that how about we call it that best playoff birth? I don't know. Like I'm going to say Max Schroes. Yeah, I yeah, I think I can agree with that. Max fucking Shrews. Just an incredible run. Let's check it out here. He's a lot bigger than I realized, too. I think he's like 6'8", mm -hmm. at the least. Easily. Because like when he was standing out there next to Brown, he looked taller than Brown.
Max Schroes was. Where's his uh, playoff stats at? 10.9 points per game. There it is. In 18 games. 37% from the field, 33% from three on eight attempts per game. Not, Not bad. bad. So many of his threes are rhythm rhythm threes, though. I feel like he was hitting the shots that he needed to. Yeah. That's what that's what makes it. What most. hurts that most is that he went like 0 for 14 over a stretch of like three games. Mm-hmm. And that really tanked down his percentage a lot. Like he was he had some really disappearing acts in the second round. When I think of other young guys, though, I mean, it's obviously like Kaminga, stuff like that. I can't count Maxi because Maxi, I mean, Maxi could have been arguably most improved. Yeah, Maxi was really good. But he wasn't a rookie, so. No. You got like Kaminga, and what's the other guy? Moses Moody. I'm just surprised that. Jose Alvarado, was he a rookie? Yeah. Yeah. He was pretty impressive. He made some noise. Yeah. Did you see the tweet where somebody says that Jose Alvarado has ruined AAU? This guy said, I've been watching AAU games since like 9.30 this morning and I've seen that play happen like 25 times where they hide in the corner on the inbounds mm-hmm. and then run up behind him and steal. Oh my God. He says that he's seen it routinely throughout AAU games. Like, wow, that's just <laughs> terrifying. Fuck, I would say Alvarado. Who do you got then? Um... See, my mind goes right to Struess now, though, because I think he legitimately made noise that he is the starting three, two, three combo. Not Duncan Robinson. Right. Like Duncan Robinson is liable to be traded. Yeah, I know. He's real. See, that's what I'm saying. Bradley Beal. Talking about it before. Oh, Embiid. Joel Embiid. Uh Send the boat for, send the good guys. I'd send Duncan. I'd send Harrow, Duncan, Oladipo. They probably don't want Oladipo. They I'd say Hero. Bam. Yeah, Hero Bam. If I'm Duncan. sending Bam, I'm keeping Hero. You need Hero. So, Vincent. Duncan, they don't need more Vincent, guards, though. Bam. That's the thing. They don't need Duncan, guards. Duncan, Bam. Philly would love to have Duncan. Yeah. Around Harden. Yeah. Yeah. That's a new age know. EG. <laughs> Yeah, you send whatever for Embiid, though. You send whatever gets that deal done. I'm sending Bam. I would send Bam for Joel Embiid. Right, Daryl. I just can't imagine Daryl Morey walking back in in a serious business meeting with Harden and saying, James, we have to go back to small ball around you. And James is like, no! I think I like it. I think that's what he's been wanting all this time, and that's what he's been throwing what? a fit. Why couldn't they just do it in Houston then? Why couldn't they just keep doing it in Houston? Because he realized it wasn't going to work there. Because Daryl didn't have... What makes it different here in Philadelphia? I don't know. What's up with Doc Rivers? Fired. There. Needs to be fired and never rehired. I think so. Put him in the fucking coffin, dude. Like Put him on bum status. Like, Can we I put mean, Doc on bum status? You said you want to put someone on bum status Doc before Rivers. we started. Are we putting fucking Doc Rivers on bum status? Can we do that? Yeah. Yeah, we've given Doc a little respect for the past three years. Run the fucking tape. <laughs> Doc Rivers. Bum status, ladies and gentlemen. It's over. Bum status. How can Embiid even like Doc Rivers at this point? He Literally should. when Doc Rivers I at wouldn't. the end of playoff series goes right to the media and says, we just got to expect guys to play better. And it's like, 
yeah, no shit, dude. You fucking loser. Right? Like, you might as well have just said, like, we got to be, we got to expect people to coach better, too. Yeah. <laughs> no team meal on the bus on the way home, either. Like, He's, you guys are grounded. Yeah, he's holding he's holding on to the fruit gushers. <laughs> he's not gonna pass them out at the end of the game. Right? Sorry, kids. <laughs> he's just mad dad, Doc Rivers. Mad dad. Him and his son should just yeah, exit the league. Austin, please just give up your roster spot on the Denver Nuggets. Exit and Compazzo. Compazzo can leave too. I'm about half a step away of bringing back the Austin Rivers shade in the theme song. Right. Fucking chill. Yeah, he's gone under the radar for far too long at this point. At this point, we might as well just put both of them on the status. I think status. we need to change it from from uh, Perks talking about Harden, though. Because it's just such a mixed statement. He doesn't really say anything indicting of Harden. He doesn't really say anything good about him. The whole either. thing. The whole thing is <laughs> Perk. Like, the whole theme song is Perk. <laughs> I know. <laughs> It's so funny though, because his voice is just so funny. And he's like, "Where was Ben Simmons when uh, yeah. he got torched by Trey Young?" I was like, "God damn, he's murdering people." That was so good. Uh, Loved it. All right, let's get back on track here with the awards. We are going to go ahead and say it though: Doc Rivers and Austin Rivers bum status. It's done. And Callie Rivers too. Who's that? His daughter. Is that the one that's married to Seth Curry? The one that Paul George cheated on. And now she's married to Seth Curry. Yeah. So she, she's just been run through. <laughs> <by him. laughs> Bum status. shaming has entered the, the hoop for him. Bum status. <laughs> for Gally Rivers We might as well. well just do research on their mom as well and figure out why she's bum status. I will just go ahead and say the whole Rivers family is on bum status. Yeah. There it is. There we go. Yep. All right. The whole Rivers estate. (laughs) (laughs) The estate and possessions of the Rivers family. We've spent too much time trashing this family. Let's go ahead and move on to the most prestigious 2022 NBA playoff award here from the Hoop Forum. The most valuable player. Adam Elver, this, Adam Elver, Adam Elder, this is a tough, tough decision to make for the MVP of the 2022 NBA playoffs. A lot of guys come to mind. It's going to be really difficult for me to land on one, but I want to know where you're at. We can definitely throw out some honorable mentions too after we make our selection. Taco J. Jason Tatum. Wow. Jason Tatum. Taco MVP. J. What the fuck is that about? <laughs> it was another basketball reference. Nickname Taco J. Comes out of nowhere. That's a the St. Louis kid. Jason Tatum is the MVP of this playoffs. That sounds a lot better than Taco. Fucking Taco J. J is just funny, though. He does kind of look like a taco, doesn't he? Yeah, he kind of does. <laughs> he looks He's like kind a- of got the, like, you know, when you cook the... The shells in the oven, they kind of expand, expand out like out, that. Right? Like he's got the V looking on. He's he a kind of does look like a taco. <laughs> he's a taco. <laughs> That's hence the name. Taco J. So you're giving it to him. Yeah. I mean, like he's been the best player in what I think has been the best team in the NBA playoffs this year. He's wow. Their, he's their absolute dynamite star. He is their game ender. Even though the Celtics have this weird allergic reaction to clutch moments sometimes where they're up and a team like Miami that's prone to making runs 
and basking in the shade until it's time to like attack, especially Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Like Jimmy will just disappear for like six minutes, no mm-hmm. scoring, just rebounds. Mm-hmm. And then he just starts hitting out of nowhere. That's exactly what happened at the end of that game last night. Yeah. And I expected it to happen about the third quarter because the announcers, they just kept dogging on Jimmy. They were like, Jimmy is not being aggressive at all. I'm like, Jimmy's waiting. Yeah. Like he's waiting this out. Patiently. Like he is waiting until this simmers down into about like an eight point game. And they just keep punching back and then they're going to make a run. And that's exactly what happens. The Pacer or the Celtics tried to push it all the way up to like that 15 point lead went down to like 12. All of a sudden Miami goes on an 11 0 run to punch out the last three minutes of the game. Like they were right there. But like it's it's not the same. There's not a lot of like just give up energy from the Celtics. Because the the Heat just don't do that, and any team in the playoffs isn't going to do that. But like Jason Tatum, that's his moment really to step up, and that's my only real aversion to giving him the MVP award. But I think that he's been the best player on the best team in the playoffs, besides those moments. Let's see some stats. He's got to be at like twenty six points per game. I guarantee it. Let's see some. He's had cold streaks too. He's had some zero of seven from three starts to games. And watch this. I promise you. I'll type in Taco J. It's ignorant. <laughs> That's so weird. It's fucking ignorant. 27 points per game mm. in 18 games, playing 41 minutes a game, taking almost 20 shots a game, 45% from the field, 38% from three on eight attempts per game. Solid. 83% from the free throw line getting there seven times a game. Almost seven boards and almost six assists. Wow. Averaging four turnovers a game, though. He has the ball in his hands a lot. Mm-hmm. It's pretty nice, though. It is nice, but... Seven points per game. I'm going to have to be an absolute fanboy at this point and just throw it Oh, to, no. Throw it to the Don... Throw it to the Don. Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic. Absolute amazing playoff run. 31 points per game. Six assists. Nine rebounds. 34 from three. How many attempts? At least nine. On nine. Oh, let's <laughs> Almost go. 10. Almost <laughs> 10. 9.9 attempts. 45 from the field on 23 attempts. Just a fucking beast, dude. 36 minutes a game. 31 points a game. 36 36. minutes a game? That's it? 36 minutes a game. Wow. Those are the Brunson minutes, though. Those are the eight-minute stretches of Brunson just filling in at, like, the end, the second, or the third. I think Tatum is undeniably valuable to his team, but so is Jalen Brown. So is Marcus Smart. So is like, and all these teams have depth, right? But like what Luca does for that team, I mean, that is the Celtics are Jason Tatum's team, but like Luca is that offense. Yeah. He's the whole thing. He is the whole thing. I mean, in terms of pure value, it's just insane. Everything is on a string because of him. And even when Golden State was in their almost laughable defensive mode where it's just too switchable and too good, Mm -hmm. 
Luca was still getting baskets. Yep. He was still scoring. Yeah. It was just everybody else completely cut off. And that's what Golden State wanted too. Right. But still, it was like they were still trying. They were still throwing Wiggins and Looney at him on switches and everybody like that can try to size up with him. I think he's maybe top two t- toughest guys to guard in the league, right? Maybe top three. Him and Giannis. I think him, Giannis, and Jokic, right, are top three. Yeah. Tatum's probably getting there. I think Tatum's there already, though. Maybe top four. Honest with you, yeah. He's probably number four. Maybe number four. Because I think he is a little bit more... You can shut him down a little bit easier than those top three guys. But Luca, I mean, what we've always said about Luca, that's just insane. It's like, he's slow, but it works. (laughs) He's slow, but methodical and extremely agile. Because it's like he slows down time around him. It's not even that he's slow. Yeah, it's really, it was weird (laughs) to watch in person too. Especially when he kept making the same drives, but made it hypnotic. Yes. Like he kept just going in the exact same way and he'd enter the lane the exact same way, like three times in a row. And it was so like, you didn't know if, because he'd hold the ball above his hand and it was like he could pass just as well with both. Yeah. And it was just on a string. And he's not even looking. I'll never forget when he was driving kind of like in our direction. And he jumped and threw it over his head. Yeah, when he jumped and threw it over its head and it was like, you didn't even see the ball have any arc or anything. It just started getting smaller. Yeah. It was like literal magician type of behavior. Yeah. It was like, was that even real? You saw the ball go behind his head in like this impossible angle. It was like nuts, dude. It was like if somebody else was standing right behind him, that was the same height as him. It just would have like grazed their head the same as it did him. It never moves. He's a, he's an absolute magician. He's an artist. Part of my argument for Tatum though, I would say like 30% of it is the fact that they're in the finals. Yeah. The legwork. Legwork is a big part in the playoffs. That's the edge he has on Luca, I think. I think that is the edge he has on Luca. Because I don't even want to throw Steph MVP. I mean, Steph was not the MVP. He was my next thought, though, too. I like, yeah, I think he should be considered, but I I think there's guys who actually have a bigger case than him. Like, I think Jimmy has a bigger case than Steph yeah. does. Yeah. To be like a number, like what Arnold I think mentioned, Jimmy number three. Just, yeah. He could be like in this conversation. I think MVP. if it's like MVP voting, he's like third place. I mean, I, if he makes that three last night, then oh, he it's, is he's he the MVP is. of the playoffs. Yeah. You know, like, I think I would probably go Tatum or uh, Luca, Tatum, Jimmy, Steph. Who's fifth? Embiid? Not even. I don't know. Embiid was just. Embiid has such a weird playoff presence. It's not the same as the regular season. He's still a beast, though. He is a beast. Is it at Jokic, though? Because Jokic, 31 points a game in the playoffs. Can he make out the first round, though? Yeah. But he's playing with Bones Highlands. He's playing with Bones. Literally. And Monte. He's playing with the Bones of a team. <laughs> <laughs> he's playing with literal Bones out there. Uh, all right. Well, that about does it for this episode. We are looking forward to the NBA Finals. We will be here for all of the intense coverage of that as we watch Golden State win another ring. Curry will get his fourth ring. They're going to be talking Mount Rushmore at this point. It makes me sick. It is what it is, though. It's probably going to happen. I just don't want to hear Stephen A. talk about it. Oh, he's going to be talking about it. All. Steph Curry is the best player he's of be this ta- generation. He's going to be talking about it for the next month. 
You know who else is going to be smiling though too? LeBron? Skip Bayless. Oh yeah. Because Skip Bayless fucking hates LeBron James. Oh, yeah, because yeah, that narrative starts now with this. If Curry gets this ring, that narrative starts I now. I can already see the pose on Undefeated next to Shannon Sharp. He's going to be like, wearing the Warriors jersey. He's Just waiting for like it. This. Okay, okay. Are you done? It's my turn now. LeBron James has never been better than Seth Curry. That's what I'll do. Uh, He'll say, Le- Steph Curry's 2015-16 season peak was a better season LeBron James has ever had in his career. He's never had a more dominant season. Although, yes, they lost in the finals in the famous three-to-one gap. But up until that moment, Curry was better than LeBron. And now he's just still winning championships. (laughs) And then Shannon Shannon literally just stands up and just rips his tie off. Strangles Skip with it. No, he just and pisses all on his dead corpse. Off. Pisses on his dead corpse. And fuck Skip's wife when he gets home. How about that? Is he married? No, I'm going to cut all this shit out anyway. All right, let's go ahead and finish it off here with one more take. Adam Elder. Golden State's going to win the first two games of this series. I think it's going to be split for the first two games, but that's a decent take. And then lose three to one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then lose three to one. That would be if that happened to Steph twice in his career. Whoa. <laughs> Russ gone. Russ is gone. One way or another, Russ is gone. All right, we're out. Peace.